and we want to say thank the Lord for all the covenant partners on SoundCloud. Amen. 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 This is a beautiful day. This is a beautiful Sunday. This is the day that the Lord has made and we will, we will, I will, I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. 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 We're excited about Jesus. We're excited about his word. I'm telling y'all, God is real. And if you know, I'm just testifying in agreement with you. God, who is Christ, who is Jesus, is real. Amen. Oh, he real. He real. He is real. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm glad he real. Amen. All right, we're going to start off with our declaration, and then we're going to move on into some things that the Lord has um, shared with me. If we're going to label this morning's SoundCloud, it is God is creator and sustainer. God is creator and sustainer, part one. Amen. All right, I'm going to ask you to please stand to your feet as we get ready to decree and declare in the atmosphere of the worship center and in our hearts. Amen? Amen. All right, repeat after me. 2022, 2022. the year of expectation and hope. 2022, the year of expectation, the year of having the hope of the promises of Jesus Christ active in my life. The promise of his prosperity. The promise of his power and his presence. 2022 is my year. Amen. Amen. All right. We're going to read Psalm 62 and 5 if you just repeat after me. My soul wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. Let the gates of my life and city be open for the king of glory to come in. Let the righteousness, peace, and joy of the kingdom be established in my life. Say, I'm the head and not the tail. Say, I'm blessed when I come, and I'm blessed when I go. Say, the blessing of the Lord is upon my life. And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. If we be willing and obedient, we shall eat the good of the land. Christ had redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth upon a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promises of the Spirit through faith. Thank you, Father. I am smart, I am intelligent, I am am creative, creative. 
and I am blessed of the Lord. Today and forevermore. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of a holy God. Yes, sir. You may be huh? You may be seated in the presence of a holy God. Amen. Amen. We're going to get ready to go into the word of the Lord. And we're going to take our time because we want to share with you what the Lord has given unto us. Amen. Amen. We have covered so much. So what we're going to do on next Sunday, uh, Lois willing, we are going to do a uh, review. It won't take long. I'm just going to basically read through what we've already been over just to kind of keep us up on where we've been. Amen. Amen. So we can continue to keep moving forward. Amen. So this morning, we're going to look at God as creator and life sustainer. He is a creator, but he's also the sustainer of every living creature. Amen? Amen. So I want you to go with me. We're going to start with scriptures to establish these facts. I want you to go to Colossians chapter 1. Thank you, Jesus. Colossians chapter 1. And I'm going to read verses 16 and 17. And it says, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And then I like this one, 17th verse. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Let's, let's read that together, just the ending part where it says, we're going to start at the 16th verse, and we're going to start where it says all things. Read. All things were created by him and for him. Verse 17. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. So that includes me. Okay. That, that includes us as well. That includes every sinner, every backslider, every Christian. God is the sustainer of all. Amen. He, he, no one is left out because if you look around this morning, if you look around this morning, The only thing that's really happening to the sinner and the backslider is they're going further into darkness, okay? But God is still sustaining them with the hopes that they will come to him. Amen? Amen? Christians, on the other hand, should be going further into the light, the knowledge of God's word, knowledge of God, because the more we understand God, then we are able to understand ourselves. Say, the more I can understand my creator, who is Jesus Christ, I can then begin to understand me. So Jesus is the sustainer of the universe and the source of his motion. He has dominion over the natural realm and the spiritual realm. Jesus Christ is the creator of angels and beings. He controls the stars and the sun and the moon. Go to Acts, the 17th chapter. Got to have scriptures for foundational. Amen. Amen. All truth is based on scripture. 
Acts 17. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for your word, because this is how we live, is by your word. Amen. Amen. Acts, the 17th chapter, and we're going to read verses 28 and 29. And the word of the Lord says, for in him we live and move and have our being. As certain also of your own poets have said, for we also for we are also his offspring. Say, I'm the offspring of God. I'm the offspring of God. 29th verse says, For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone, graven by art and man's devices. So what, what Paul is saying is that being the offspring of God, having that new gene within us, we ought to understand the Godhead. We ought to know something about God. Amen. We ought to be able to comprehend our God. If it's one thing I'm learning and one thing I have learned, God is infinite. He is a God that is a spirit. He is infinite in wisdom. He is infinite in power. Amen. And so I have been praying and I have been asking the Lord, give me a word for you. I'm serious. I felt like Moses. Uh, when I go before the people, who do I say sent me? Uh, and so I began to pray and I said, Father, I said, please give me a word for you because you are, you're just so awesome and you're so vast. And, and it's like what the saints, old saints used to sing. Uh, he's so high, you can't go over him. He's so low, you, he's so wide, you can't go around him. Amen. So he gave me this, and I promise you he did. God is infinite. He's an infinite spirit of power and wisdom. And so then, of course, me, I looked up the word infinite, and it means, this is awesome. It means limitless or endless. Impossible to measure <laughs> or calculate. I went to laughing in the spirit. I said, Lord, you too much. Because that is exactly who you are and what you are. You are impossible to measure or calculate. You say, well, what does that mean? By the time he's shown you one side of himself, there is so much more. It can go on and on and on until the end of time. Oh, my Lord, he, he never runs out of something to say. He never runs out of revelation. He is exactly infinite. Say that with me. Say, our God, our, God, our, creator, our creator, is an infinite being. An infinite being. Amen. Amen. Now, when you think about how vast God is, he's endless, he's limitless. But the Bible says right here in the book of Acts, in him, we live, we move, and we have our being. And he says, we are the offspring of God. So human beings are the creation of God. We did not come from monkeys. We did not evolve from the Big Bang Theory. God created us. And if you go back and read Psalms 139, you will see that the Bible stately and plainly says that God had all of our members in a book. Well. Before they were even set, sent to the earth 
before they left our daddy, before they entered into our mother's womb, Jesus Christ had a book with all our members in it. And this was before, this was before, glory to God, hallelujah, the earth was put into formation. That's amazing. So you and I are old. <laughs> We're old when it comes to the time that we have been around. Amen? Amen? All right. He is the father of our spirits. Okay? He himself is a spirit. So why should we not know our God to be the creator of all spirit beings? He is a spirit. Amen? So therefore, when he created us, he made us spirit, soul, and body. When, when, when in Genesis chapter 1, when the Bible says that God moved upon the deep, he moved upon the waters, and the Bible says the spirit of the Lord. Isn't that in there? Let's go to, let's go to Genesis chapter 1. I just want you to peep over there. Amen? Because I think that's what it says. Praise the Lord. Genesis chapter 2, chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God. Is that in your Bible? Amen. Say, God is, a spirit. God is a spirit. He is the creator is the of, all spirit beings. of all spirit beings. The Bible says, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. So, so God is a speaking spirit, so guess what? When he breathed into the nostrils of man, the Bible says man became a living soul. Man became an intelligent, creative, smart, strong, and blessed being. Because we are made up of the breath of God. That breath is heavenly material. That's what it is. Say, say his breath, his breath. is heavenly, heavenly. material. And said, that's in me. That's in us. He wants us to come up. He doesn't want us to be timid. He doesn't want us to be afraid. He doesn't want us to be, praise God, in the corner, letting the devil beat us up. He doesn't want us to think that we don't have any strength, that he didn't give us any strength. He didn't give us anything to work with. He did. He gave us himself. Amen. He is God. Jesus Christ is God. Jesus Christ is God. I was in prayer and the Lord told me, he says, you go down there and you tell them I'm God. Amen. I am God. He says, they look into everything and everybody. Hi, hear what I say, but tell them I'm God. I'm their creator. I'm their maker. I am their sustainer. I am their provider. And I love them. I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So he made us to be a speaking spirit, and we do have creative powers. All you got to do is read in the book of Proverbs, the power of life and death is in where? Where is it at? Where is it at? So that means that your, pee, your mouth, like King David put in the book of Psalms, your tongue is a ready pinion. 
ready to inscribe something, ready to write something. He says the power of life and death are in the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So that means today, whatever we've been speaking, we're going to have to eat the fruit of it. If you've been speaking negativity, if you've been, because see, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth begins to speak. Okay? So whatever we filled our hearts with, it's going to show. It's going to come out of our mouth. If, if we've been giving up and, and talking doom and gloom, if we've been saying Jesus don't love me, Jesus don't care about me, oh, I don't know how I'm going to make it, oh, poor woe is me, oh, I don't have this, I don't have that, why am I going through? No, Jesus said I've given you everything you need for life and godliness. He says you got to rise up and do something with it. Because if you're all you're going to do, and if all I'm going to do is whine and complain, guess what? That's a seed. Whining and complaining going to come back. He says, we got to do, do something. We got to move beyond that. Even he said in his word, he says, have not I called you little gods? That was the only reason why Adam and Eve were able to, to work the garden that God planted. You do understand the Bible says in Genesis, it was not Adam and Eve that planted that garden. It was God who planted the garden. So it is today. It is God that has instituted every job, every workspace, every work area, every power that is set up in the earth. God has instituted it. But guess what? Adam and Eve were not able to take dominion over that land or work that land without the breath of God in them. You have the breath of God. You have the new gene in you. So you are very much capable of being that housewife. What does that mean? What does it mean to be a housewife? Because people don't think housewives have anything to do. That means you keep your house clean. That means you, you make sure your husband's money is spent right. It means you keep up with the bank accounts. You make sure that everything is running smoothly. It means you got a, whoo, one heck of a prayer life. Because you got to pray for your husband. You got to pray for your home. You got to pray for your neighborhood. You got to pray for your children. You got to pray for your grands. Glory to God. See, that's why I don't understand. Running up and down the street. What you doing? What are you doing? Every day you got to run up and, no, baby. I, what was it? I, I had to run and take care of some business. And this has been with me since I've been married. Since I've been married. Yeah, uh-huh, I'm still married. Oh, I'm short. This has been, I got to move. This, is, this has been with me since I've been married. If I run three full days, guess what? The fourth day, it's over. The phone, don't answer, I don't answer the phone, I don't turn on the TV, I don't want to hear nothing. Why? Because I've given my all in all in those three days. I have moved, I have taken care of business, thank you. I have taken care of business, I have done everything I needed to do. You say, well, what is that all about? I got to have time to pray. I got to have time to seek the Lord. I got to have time to rest this body. I got to have time to shut this mind down. Because what happens is, if I don't shut down, my body shuts down for me. It says, okay, I done took all I can take now, 
So now I've learned in that fourth day, I don't take on no problems. I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to see nothing. Leave me alone. I get my herbal tea, and I put on my fluffy uh, house shoes, and it's just Jesus in the atmosphere and me. But when, them three, when it's time to go, I give it my 100%. I give it my 100%. So being a housewife, you, man, <laughs> your husband ought to be so blessed. But it's one thing I found out about that old enemy. He really tries to keep husband and wives at odds at each other. Because he knows double-mindedness is an unstableness. He knows separation, there is no oneness in that. He knows that. So he works hard, so that's why you have to work harder. You ought to be the best employee on that job. They ought not to have to worry about you. And those of you who are in business for yourself, may I say something? You might be behind closed doors. You might be in your own building, but you still got a God watching. How you doing service unto people. Anytime your surroundings in your business is pulling you more so down into the flesh, you need to take a time out. Because what you have to learn to do is to stay in the word and walk as a spirit being, a Holy Ghost filled spirit being, a Holy Ghost filled spirit being, while you're in the midst of all those fleshly people that you're working with. You can't allow them to bring you down to their level. You got to stay in a place with your mind as a Christian. And you got to work as a Christian, talk as a Christian, uh, work it as a Christian, handle business as a Christian. That just means you do it Christ-like. So everybody got a responsibility, whether you own your own business or whether you own somebody else's job or whether you just, I'm a housewife, I'm retired. What is that supposed to mean? That means you don't cut your grass? That means you don't pick up paper out the yard? That means you don't pay your bills? What does that mean? I'm retired. That means you don't have a prayer life? And just because you're retired don't mean you don't have anything to do. The Bible says, and God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and he placed the man and the woman in the garden to dress it and keep it. You still have a responsibility to dress and keep your area. As a Christian, housewives ought to be able to go through there and check every pantry and know what's needed and make sure it's restocked. Your husband shouldn't be bothered with that type of cumbersome things. When my husband was working, he didn't have to worry about that. No, when he got home, food was hot, house was either warm or cool, TV was on. Come on now. Hello. Talking about you a housewife? You need to come to class 105. <laughs> you need to learn it. You need to learn. Amen. I don't have nothing to do. Yes, you do. You don't want to do nothing. I just laid it out, though, didn't I? I might have not covered all of it, but I just laid it out. We all have. Say this with me. Say, we all have something to do. Married or unmarried. Male or female or young adult. We all have something to do. Yes, Lord. Go to Job, the 33rd chapter, please. Say, I'm smart. 
I'm intelligent, I'm creative, and I'm blessed of the Lord. What do you mean you can't do it? Yes, you can. You don't want to do it. You can do. The Bible says I can do all things through who? Through who? It's not of us. It's not of us. It's not in ourselves. It's in Christ. You can do it. You ought to be doing it. See, to be a light doesn't mean, let me show you how it works. To be a light doesn't mean I'm running around my house speaking in tongues every day. Uh-oh. To be a light and a Christian out here in this world and a believer, it don't mean I'm on that job running around speaking in tongues. Huh? To have my own business. It don't mean I'll get mad all you want. It don't mean you outside that business in that business running around speaking in tongues. You probably be working. You're supposed to be letting the smarts that God put in you operate in that business, operate on that job, operate in that home, operate through that retirement. Mm-hmm. There's a time and a place for everything. When I get ready to go do business, I'm not sitting in the chair with the, with the president of the company across from me speaking in tongues. I did that before I got there. Uh. I did that before I got there. Huh? I'm not sitting there pulling out oil, sprinkling it all in the folks' place. They're going to put you out. Amen. And I'm going to tell you something else. Something that's even worse than that. We embarrass the kingdom of God. I'm going to say it again. We become an embarrassment in that home, in that neighborhood, or in that business, on that job. Now, if I'm going to do anything, if I'm going to pray or bring the oil, it's going to be with everybody God. You're not going to know. Look, all you're going to know is it's a different atmosphere up in here. That's what you're going to know. And the devil going to know when he hit that atmosphere. Uh-oh. What? What? <laughs> I'm laying it out. I'm laying it out. Because we got it backwards. Ooh, there go. See, pastor, she done lost it. She, she talking about, don't be speaking. I didn't say don't pray in tongues. That's not what I said. When God put Adam in the garden, he told him to dress it and keep it. When he put Eve in the garden, he told them to dress it and keep it. And they had to get up every morning with a schedule. I have a schedule. I have a schedule for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I stick with that schedule. When, when, when my husband went to cross over and go work for the Lord, <laughs> I'm sure he's doing some over there. <laughs> Some type of business. <laughs> I people would say, "Well, what are you gonna do now?" It was as if I was supposed to just lay in the bed and eat chocolate and cry, and and I told them I'm sticking to the schedule. I said, "I got a schedule. I got to get up on Monday. I got stuff to do. I got business to take care of. I got a schedule on Tuesday. I still have to cook a meal because I gotta eat. I still gotta wash clothes because I still gotta have clean clothes." And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to leave this alone. I know we haven't had a Wednesday night since 2020. But every Wednesday, people will say, what you going to be doing on Wednesday? I say, I'm going to church. Do not call me. Stop this foolishness. I'm not a toy. 
I don't, I don't feel like game. I'm going to church. They said, what you talking about? Y'all don't have service. It's the COVID. I said, I'm having church. It starts at 630. I'm going to get my Bible out. I'm going to pray. I'm going to read. I'm going to study. Thursday is house business. Monday is church business. Come on now. Friday is me business. <laughs> I'm business, believe me. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it, but I'm business. I got a schedule, and I'm not going to let the devil in hell take it away from me. I ain't going to be riding up and down the street, burning gas in the car, just joy ride. Is you crazy? You need a schedule. And yes, I do have my time of fasting and praying, but that's between me and God, because I do fast and pray. Oh, it's in there. I got it. And you better get it, too. You need a schedule. This ain't just, oh, I have the Holy Ghost. Let me just wander through life and just pray and speak in tongues. No, you got to get up and meet life head on. Whether you out in the workforce or in that home. His shot Yeah, Oh, I heard that. Some of these houses so dirty. Because you up and down the street, you ain't got time to clean your house, clean your refrigerator, clean the oven, sweep the back porch, sweep the front porch, wash clothes. Now you in the car, you on the phone, you gossiping, you all over America. <laughs> oh, I'm going to preach it because I know. I'm going to preach it. And then you want to drag in here and Pump us up, Pastor. Pump it. <laughs> Somebody get some order. Somebody say, get some order. So get some order in your life. So God is demanding order. And if you got small children, and what I mean by that is if they're not 18 or 21, I know you got something to do. I am not even crazy. I know food ought to be cooking. I know clothes ought to be washing. I know you ought to be chastising. I know you ought to be praying. I, I know there ought to be Bible studies. See, you, you're fooling yourself. We ain't fooling God. There ought to be order in your house and the church house. There ought to be order in your life. Shouldn't be all chaotic. No, that's not what God is looking for. That does not bring glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. Order brings glory to Jesus. Allowing what he's put in us to be exemplified in the earth brings him glory. Walking like we're smart, intelligent, creative, blessed. That's why I'm saying, some of you looked at me crazy when I said, okay, if you go into Mardi Gras, why can't you go down there as a Christian? Why can't you go down there as Elohim's children? Smart, intelligent, creative, and blessed. And be a light. You ain't got to open your mouth. Just be you in Christ. They will see the difference. Because you'll be the one in the restaurant not cussing the waitress out. 
Because you'll understand this is a busy time, a lot going on in Mobile, and they busy, and they go get to me as soon. So I'm going to sit there and quietly pray and read the menu and say, thank you, Jesus. I'm out. I'm having a nice time. This is wonderful. You won't be the one in the, in the, in, on the street pressing on the horn. Get out my way. <laughs> Don't you know I got somewhere to go? Okay, everybody got somewhere to go. Everybody got somewhere to go. So she talking right. So we are the offspring of Jesus Christ. So we ought to have order. I would take it all in because then I would know what to go back and pray for. I knew what he was going after. I knew what he wanted. And I would go before God and intercede for his success in those business adventures. Okay? Do you see what I'm saying? I'm a housewife. Like as if that's supposed to exempt you from doing anything. I, I'm retired. Okay, but you still got stuff to do. Ooh, I can feel them. They saying, Lord, she need to hush because she, she pulling the cover off. I ain't been praying. Ah. No, we need to, the veil, we need to cover pull it off. You need to go pray. Look what Job said, Job 33. Put your hand on your heart before we go there. Say, God is my creator and life sustainer. Look at Job 33 and 4. And Job begins to say, the spirit of God had made me. Is that in your Bible? So the Bible says in Genesis 1 and 1, and the spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the deep. And Job comes right back and says, the spirit of God had made me. Well, guess what? The spirit of God had made us. Look what he says. And the breath of the almighty had given me life. You need to document that. You did not start in your mom's belly. You did not start out of your dad. You started from God. Then you came down through your daddy. Then you went in your mother's womb, but you started from God. And it was the spirit of God that made you. And then the breath of the almighty gave us life. See, I'm living today because of the breath of the almighty. And he's given me giftings that I am to use in the workplace. In my business, in my home, in my retirement, to bring glory to him. The scripture says, we'll, I'm going to just read it right quick. We're not going to turn back there. It says in Colossians 1, 16, all things were created by him and for him. All things were created by him and for him. All things were created by him and for him. That means every business that started, every job that's out there, every housewife, every retired person, you're there to bring glory to the Lord in some form or fashion. You're there to speak into the atmosphere. You're there to pray. You're there to work. You need to let them see your skills. Yeah, ba 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 shake it. That you're no dummy. 
You're smart. You're intelligent. You are creative. And you are blessed. That, that's just, I mean, that's what the word says. And you can do all things. The word of God says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When I started in daycare 11 years back, well, it's long, yeah, 11 years back, I knew much of nothing. Now, my husband and I had went to a class, and they showed us how to fill out forms. So what I did was, you know, this is how the Jews get ahead. I asked first, I said, can I have some of these forms? And so I would, I would take the forms home, remove their name, and then fix it and run it off and put um, happy times on there. So when it was time for people to sign up, we had official forms. Didn't have to go looking for them because this is the way we did it. Okay? So I learned a little here and a little there and a little here and a little there. And that freed my husband up because he didn't work the daycare those first ten and a half years. He really didn't. He was out doing business ventures. That's what he was doing. And so I was left there with the Lord. And I would have to pray how to handle matters. And I didn't blow his phone up every day. I didn't worry him because I knew what he was doing. He was already carrying a burden. He was not a burden, but he was already carrying a load. I had to hold up my end of the bargain. And so I would have to pray, and I would have to go in there and let God talk to me and be the director of that daycare for ten and a half years. And in ten and a half years, we only had one little accident. And they thought they were going to basically run me over. But I went home and prayed. It hurt me, but I went home and prayed, and I asked the Lord for guidance. Tell me what to do about this situation. Tell me how to do this situation. He says, when you go back in there on Monday morning, you call them, and you let them know how sorry you are, and let them know whatever expenses they have, the daycare will handle it. You should have seen their attitude when they came back on Tuesday. Totally different. Just out of hearing what God had to say. You need God on your job. You need God in your business. You need the Lord in your life. And the Lord blessed me to stay there as director for ten and a half years. And I learned from him, and I learned from little things here and the little things there. And the Lord would say, watch that, watch that, watch that, do this, do da 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 So for ten and a half years, my husband did not have that on him. And then he picked it up in 2005, and of course, he ran further, he expanded, he did more, and I said, more power to you. Really, I mean, you know what I'm saying? We got to start giving the amen where it belongs and where it goes. Come on, yeah, God blessed me. But when he got in there in 2005, he opened other doors. Other doors were opened. And then I moved over into the ministry. And we used to laugh about it. We used to say, because people would laugh. And they would say, well, she in ministry and you over a daycare, you the man. And we would just laugh and say, yep, but it's paying the bills. Yep, but we go to Destin every year. <laughs> yep, we go to the turquoise and get the penthouse. Oh, gee. Hey, he calling it up. Amen. Amen. 
So when God puts you in something, you need to know you can do it with him. You can do it with him. You can do it with him. You can do all things, but you're going to have to pray. You got to seek him. You got to go to him. You got to get under the word. Okay, you blessed. You say, I want bigger blessings. Then you have to come in a little bit closer to the Lord's word. He told me what he said, I don't just give that kind of stuff to just. <laughs> mm -mm. No, no, uh-uh, uh-uh. Because, see, you're going to get out there and make a mess of things. And then you're going to bring embarrassment on yourself, and then you're going to embarrass the kingdom. Because you say, I'm a kingdom child. I'm a kingdom man. I'm a kingdom woman. And Lord knows husband and wife ought to have double blessing. I don't understand. No, I'm being serious. You ought to have double Everybody keeps asking me, uh, they see the, the truck in the yard, they see the uh, Jaguar in the yard, they, they see the Benz in the yard, and, 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 and so they see all this going, then they see the Land Rover pull up sometimes, and so somebody had asked me, said, well, don't you want to sell the truck? I said, oh, no. No, no, no. I said, I drive it on Monday. <laughs> I said, I drive it on Monday, and I drive it on Thursday, and I drive baby on Sunday and Friday. We got a plan. No. No. And you need to take your car and get it serviced sometime. Oh, I'm talking right. I'm preaching real good. Talking about you a kingdom person. You need to go get the oil changed. Oh, I'm just praying. I'm just praying. Okay, but wisdom would say, take that car and get the oil change. Take that car and get, it get a checkup. You want it to run? And Lord have mercy, get all the candy wrappers and the hamburger papers out the car. <laughs> Clean up your car sometime. Folk get in the car and they got to step over ropes, rats and roaches. In the car. In the car. In the car. That's just nasty. I'm not getting in your car. I sure wish Bishop ride with me. Uh-uh. Nope. Nope. Ain't gonna have nothing crawling on me. Biting me. Because you don't want to clean up. Let the churn eat grease the chicken hand out on the window. Wait a minute. Hold on. This is a blessing from the Lord. Your car, your house, your clothes, and you won't even take care of it, but God give me bigger. God give me more. For what? So you can put that greasy hands all over that too? Lord, help me. And this has nothing to do with being prideful, but in a way it does because I'm proud of the blessing of the Lord on my life. So therefore, God, I'm going to take care of what you bless me with. No, they get mad. Don't get in my car, Edie. Put it away. Throw it away. I don't care what you got to do with it. You're not getting in here eating. But we hungry. Eat when you get home. Yep. Somebody said, thank you, Jesus. You created me. I'm smart. I'm intelligent. I'm creative. And I'm blessed.
And I'm going to do this. I'm going to live in this earth. And I'm going to glorify you. My God. My God. You got to take that off the page. And you got to look at that and you say, wait a minute, the breath of the Lord had given me life. The spirit of my God, who is Jesus, has made me. I'm no junk. Male or female, I'm no junk. I'm somebody in Jesus. I say I'm somebody in Jesus, not apart from Jesus. I can do this. Because he's going to tell me how to do it. He's going to instruct me. And I'm going to listen. And I'm not going to become the earth. Because I can't command the earth looking like the earth. You, you can't command those, that business, and you, you done fell down into your flesh. You letting your five senses rule you. No, you got to come up a little higher, sir. You got to come up a little higher, ma'am. You got to come up above your eyes, ears, sight, smell, taste, affections. Come on, hearing. You got to get to the spiritual ears and spiritual eyes and spiritual touch and spiritual taste in order to deal with what you got to deal with in the natural. Because if you deal with it in the natural, on a natural level, it's going to be messed up. You pray before you get there. You pray before you get there. You seek the Lord before you get there. You're going to have to make some time for Jesus. You're going to have to make some time for Jesus. And then God, he always tells me, okay, now, you've done what I ask you to do. Now do something for yourself. Now, I don't know if he don't talk to you like that, but he wants you to do that. That's why he get, and I can prove it. That's why the Lord told Israel, honor the Sabbath. Now, the Sabbath is any time your off day is. It is not just, it's not Saturday. The Sabbath is any time your off day. He says, now do something for yourself. This is how other countries in the days of the Bible, knew, this is how Israel knew other countries and how their God differed from their God. Because Jesus Christ gave the Israelites a day off. Whereas other gods in other countries, they had to work Monday through Sunday. They didn't get a day off. And the Lord said, this is how you're going to know the difference between me and those other pagan gods is because I'm going to give you a day off. A day to refresh yourself. A day to enjoy yourself. Your mind is going to be on me. Hello? You need to take some time for just you. And relax. So that you can get back out here and do the things you need to do. That's why we be half crazy. We don't know if we're coming or going. We woe down, toe down, woe out. Because we don't want to take no time for ourselves. We think it's a sin. Uh-oh, I heard that. Yes, sir. Do you know it gets to a place where I can't even read anymore? I've been read so much, prayed so much, talked to the Lord. It's like I just gave out. And the Lord said, take some time. Take some time. You know how to come back to me. Take some time. You got to learn how to. Take some time. 
He can't use you broke down. He can't use you wore out. There's no sin in that. There's no sin in that. He wants you to take time. Go back and read about the seventh day. The Bible says, thank you, Holy Spirit. The Bible says, and God rested. Watch this. It says he looked around and he saw everything that he made. And he said, it's good. And the Bible says, and God himself, Jesus Christ, rested on the seventh day. Now, isn't that amazing? God rest. Now, I don't know what he did. He, I don't know. Maybe he got up on a cloud, put his feet up. <laughs> it's in the Bible. But the Bible says he rested from all his, read it, his works. That means he put it over there and he went, he, he rested. He was all right. He was all right with it. And then he told him, he says, keep the Sabbath day. Let it be holy unto you. Because this is a command of the Lord. The Sabbath is any time you get an off day. The Sabbath is not just on Saturday. It's not. Most of you are off on Sunday. So we get out in time enough. You can go places. You can go out to dinner. You can visit friends. You're, you're, you're to come to church first. But then after that, you've come to church. You've heard the word. Now go show forth the glory. Rest. There should be order. There is no, no way you're going to tell me I'm working Monday through Sunday. No, you tan yourself down. You tan yourself down where God can't exemplify himself through you. You're breaking your own body down, killing your own self. Non-stop. Just going, 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 going. Can't even go to sleep. Oh, yeah, what time the farmer? What, what, what you say? <laughs> Somebody say rest. rest. Order. Order. So you can show forth the glory of God. Go to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. Let's see what it says. God, I thank you for the word. I say, I thank you for the word. All right, let's see what it says. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We want to be productive. We, we want to operate in our God-given smarts. Amen. On our jobs, in our homes, in our businesses, in our lives. All right, Ephesians 2, verse 10. God is creator and life sustainer. And it says in Ephesians 2 and 10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto what? Unto what? Unto good works. That means we ought to be doing something. We ought to be doing something. All right. All right. Which God had made before ordained that we should walk in them. So whose workmanship are we? Who are we created through? Christ Jesus. We are created through Christ Jesus, and we are the Lord's workmanship. 
And he know. do you know God knows everything that he's put in you? He knows everything he's put in you, and you just letting it go to waste. Because you don't want to do nothing. Because you want to be lazy. Hello? Because you just want to ride up and down the street. That's how to order. That's how to order. Let me read this to you. When on the first day of the creation, when on the first day of the creation, God said, let there be light. And with a word, and with a word, it was produced. This eternal wisdom was that almighty word. So the Bible is saying, when the Lord spoke and said, let there be light, it was produced with the word, what, with, with what? A word. With a word. When God created man, what was the first thing he said before he began? He said, let us make man. Isn't that what he said? He didn't just get in there and get started. He, he put a word out there. He said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. And that's why I know you smart. I know you are intelligent. I know you are creative. You are blessed because we've been created in the image of God and in his likeness. We are little, little, little gods up under him. We are little administrators in this earth. Somebody say he produced it through his eternal wisdom. Look at Proverbs. We soon want to show you something in Proverbs. Praise the Lord. You feel all right? You feel like you can do Monday? All right. Proverbs 8, and I want to start reading at verse 22. And we're talking about how the word produces. Say that with me. Say the word produces. Say the almighty word that the spirit of the Lord spoke and speaks produces. Say I have the spirit of the Lord in me. I can speak. God's words and produce. Oh, yes, you can. You just, I done told you. Been telling you this for years. You have to try and practice and do. And when you start seeing it come into manifestation, don't stop. Don't stop. Call those things. Uh-oh, there it is. There it is. We should be calling those things which be not as though they were. We should be calling those things which be not as though they were. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yes, you can. You can do it. You, if I can do it, let's just go there. If I can do it, I know you can do it. I know you can do it. Glory to God. Let's look at the word producing, all right? And it reads in Proverbs 8.22. It says, the Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way. Now, now notice this, before his works of old. 
Notice these words now. He, he says, the Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way before his works of old. I was set up from everlasting from the beginning or ever the earth was. So everything is before. Everything is before. Do you see that? Everything is before. He's talking about this eternal wisdom. Say this with me. Say, eternal wisdom produces. Say, eternal wisdom produced me. Look what he says. Look what he says. He says, when there were no depths, I was brought forth. Listen to this now. When there were no fountains abounding with water. He says, before the mountains were settled, before the hills was, I brought forth. Okay? Right there, that breaks down where it says, I brought forth. It means that the eternal word was given birth. Now, I want you to hear this now. So, so, so Proverbs is letting us know that the eternal word of God before there was anything had to be birthed out. God, <laughs> I like that. Jesus Christ, who is God, gave birth to his eternal word. He birthed it out. Before he made anything. I'm going to show you something now. Before he made anything, before somebody said that was nothing, said the eternal word was birthed forth before anything. God gave birth. God gave birth. Somebody say God gave birth. Say he brought forth. 26 verse. While as yet he had not made the earth. Is that in your Bible? nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world. The highest part of the dust of the world is not the mountains, although it includes it. It is not the highest expensive specks of dirt, although that is included. This is talking about before the creation of mankind. So God says, even before I brought forth the highest particles of the dust, mankind, I birthed forth the eternal word. That's deep, y'all. That means the word been here before us. She tired. Oh, Lord. The word been here before us. The word was the first thing that God gave birth to. So the birth of the eternal word did not just start in Matthew. When the angel came to Mary and said, you're going to conceive a son in your womb and you're going to call him Jesus because he's going to save his people from their sin. No, before any time even began, God birthed the eternal word. He birthed it for. Somebody say, God give birth? Uh-huh. Somebody say, Yeah. Look at this, verse 27. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. What was there? The eternal word. When he set a compass upon the face of the depth, 
when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, the, the, the eternal word was there. It says when he gave to the sea his decree that the water should not pass his commandment, when he appointed the foundations of the earth, the eternal word was there. You remember what he told him? Let's go back. Let's go back. He said, let us. Let us. God the Father, the eternal word, and the power source. Y'all hear me? He said, let us make man. So, 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 the eternal wisdom says, I was there before creation even got started. He says in verse 30, then I was by him as one brought up with him, and I was daily his delight. <laughs> the eternal word says, I was God's delight. Now, we're talking about our God, y'all, because the more you can understand God, the more you can understand yourself. The more you can understand your creator, the more you can understand yourself. God delights in his word. Yeah, mm. Go on, go on. He said, I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him. Listen at this. Rejoicing in the habitable part of his earth. And my delights were with the sons of men. Are y'all looking at that? The word habitable parts of the world it means suitable to live in listen at this so that means when God began to call the earth out of his frozen state the eternal word was there the eternal word was able y'all get this now the eternal word was able to rejoice and delight in what was coming forth so when the trees came up and the earth came out of its frozen state, the eternal word was dancing through the garden. Shine for me, Anna. Shine for me. The eternal word was rejoicing and skipping through the garden. This was before Adam and Eve. So the first people in the garden was not Adam and Eve. It was the eternal word that God gave birth to. All of his plans, all of his wisdom was the first beneficiary of the earth. Shine for me. Shine for me. Hey, hey, hey. hey this is the creator we serve. This is the kingdom that we're in. Shine for me. Shine for me, Anna. He he said that part that became suitable to live in. He says the eternal word was all there. Walking, living, breathing, <laughs> enjoying. He said I was rejoicing in that part of the earth as it was coming forth that was suitable to live in. Now listen at this. And he said my delights were with the sons of men. He says, at that very time, as the earth was coming forth, he said, I was already rejoicing in the redemption and salvation of mankind. 
You know how the Bible says that the Lamb of God was slain before the foundation of the world? Even further than that. The Bible says that the eternal word of God, after he gave birth to it, he began to be able, the eternal word was able to rejoice in the salvation and redemption of mankind before man ever sinned. Before he even sinned, <laughs> woo, the eternal word was already rejoicing, already delighting in it. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. So that means that the earth and mankind had to come through the birthing canal of the eternal word. When your mama's womb, <laughs> not in the beginning. That's why the Bible said he created everything. And by him, everything consists, and it is. Without God, this would perish, and we all would die because before we had to come through the eternal word salvation had to come through the birth eternal word redemption had to come through the birthed eternal word and come into the earth so that means we came out from eternity out from eternity and we got to go back into You remember what Jesus told Nicodemus? Nicodemus said, how can a man be born twice? Does he go back in his mother's womb? Uh-uh. No. What you do is you go back through the womb of the word. The birthing place. You start all over again. You go back through the womb of the birthing place. So the world is crazy. I said the world is crazy. The world don't even understand you came through the birthing canal of the word. You belong to God. World, sinner, backslider. You belong to God. You owe God. Yeah. You owe God. You owe him service. Not only to live right, but to get up off your do nothing and do something in this earth. So we wait to Christmas and we say, oh, Jesus was born. <laughs> we wait to Passover, Resurrection Sunday, and we say, oh, Jesus died. No, honey, he came through the birthed word before creation. It was already set up. So when we came, all we had to do, all we did was actually come through redemption, salvation. You had to grow up, and I had to grow up to what? To understand it. But it was already there. So the world crazy. You already belong to God. I don't want to serve that Jesus. You already belong to him. That's why David could write 
The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. Why? Because everything came through the birthing canal of the eternal word. Somebody say, I owe God a praise. For real. Say, I owe him a praise for real. That's why King David could pen, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. He says so high, I can't hardly comprehend it. See, I'm the offspring of God. Let me let me finish this and we going home. Is that all right? I'm ready to go now. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Yes, Lord. You see, our God took part in having flesh and blood. He assumed the body of flesh and blood. He set aside the outward display of his deity and veiled his Godhead in a robe of clay. And we are made of clay as well. What I'm trying to tell you, I'm finding out in this word, there is nothing that you are experiencing that God hadn't already done himself. That's why Apostle Paul could write and say, he's able to be touched with the feelings of our infirmity. Because he, as well as we, was tempted in all points like we, but yet without sin. He knows you. That's why you need to go to him. That's why he's saying, I'm God. You're going to everybody else but him for your problem. For your health, for your wealth, uh, for your mind regulator, for your deliverance. Huh? You need to go to God. You need to find Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> See, he calling it up, and I'm calling you up. The Bible says God was manifested in a body. He took our nature into union with his divine nature and became a man. That's what he did. The Messiah started in the conception of the womb. I want to finish this because we only went to two cells. He started in the conception of the womb. So in the first trimester of fetal development, which is week five, week number five, or third week after conception, the embryo is now made of three layers. Three layers, y'all. You're going to tell me man did all this? Nope. Nope. I'm sorry. There is a God. And if you want to distinguish him from all other gods, you can say, just like the words say, he is the God who made heaven and earth. He is the God who created the host of heaven and the host in the earth. That takes it away from man. Uh-uh. That's why man trying to come up with all kinds of stuff and tell you you came from a monkey. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You didn't come from the Big Bang Theory. No, you didn't. 
God came through these same stages. The embryo is now made of three layers. You have a top layer. It's a cell. It's called ectoderm. This is what happens with that cell. The baby gets its outermost layer of skin. The baby gets its central and peripheral nervous system. Okay? Eyes and inner ears. This is the same development that our God took on. You know why I know he did? Because he, he came here with skin. He came here with ears and eyes. Hello? Then the second cell is mesoderm. This is where the baby gets the heart, a primitive circulatory system, and it forms in the middle of that layer. This layer of cells, the mesoderm, will also serve as the foundation for the baby's bones, ligaments, kidneys, and much of the reproductive system. It's the same thing God went through. Come on now. And then there's the inner layer of cells. It's the endoderm. It is where your baby's lungs, was Jesus breathing? Was Jesus breathing? It's where the baby's lungs and intestines will develop. This is the same way our God came. The Bible says that God, the Holy Spirit, planted the seed in Mary's womb. He had to go through. Let me ask you this. Do you understand why he had to come through a woman? Do you understand why he had to be born? Because if he had not been born, he wouldn't have got his skin, his ears, his eyes, his lungs, his heart. <laughs> Woo! This is the kind of God we're serving. And that's why Psalms 139.14 says, Skillfully worked in the lowest part of the earth. We were skillfully worked in our mother's womb. In the Bible, when you see the lowest part of the earth, it is connected to the mother's womb. It also speaks of Christ as having descended into the lower parts of the earth. It refers to his entering the world through the chambers of a womb. Say, I'm smart. I'm intelligent. I'm creative. And I'm blessed. How could I not be? I've been created by the breath of God. So have you. So don't tell me you can't do it. Just say you don't want to do it. Don't tell me no more you can't do it. Just say I don't want to do it. That's your right word. Check the, the right box. You know how they give you either put answer A, B, or mark none of the. <laughs> I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ, through Christ. You can't leave him out. With him being, watch this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. With God being that close-knitted to us and him being our God, how would we expect to do anything without him? Thank you. Thank you. On next Sunday, Lord's willing, we're going to 
give you the first words that man heard after his creation. And the devil has taken that word from us. But it's rightfully ours as Christians and believers. Now I want you to get up out of here today. And I want you to go in the spirit of the word of the Lord. Knowing that you're smart. You're intelligent. You're creative. You are blessed. And you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can do it. And if it gets a little rough, you go back to the creator. You go back to the creator. That's why we come here every Sunday to learn about the creator. Because the more I know about the king and the more I know about him, I know myself. I know what I'm capable of doing. I'm not going to let you talk down to me. Male or female. Male or female. You might be stronger. I'm going to let you do your strength stuff. I ain't got no problem with that. Do your thing. Do what you do. But I can do something too. I can do something too. You might can pick up the brick, but I can pick up the hammer. You can pick up the saw. I can get the nail. Because he said he blessed them. He created them. I'm excited about who I am in Christ. Not going to let the devil beat me down anymore. Not going to let him whisper in my ear and tell me I'm a nobody. And this ain't about pride. But somewhat it is because I take pride in who made me. Jesus Christ. I take pride in the intelligence that he's given me. That's Jesus Christ. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. We just got to get real with our father. I said we got to get real with our God. I don't know everybody's occupation in here, but whatever God has placed you to do, you can do it. And when it get a little rough, you need to go back to the creator and ask him for strength and more insight. I don't know how much money you're looking for, how much money you need, but you need to go back to the creator. Because all the gold and silver and a cattle on a thousand here belong to God. You just got to be willing to seek him long enough until you get the breakthrough. 